A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. G, 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 take me away. G, 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 take me today. Welcome to episode 32. We talk to Miss Sarah Lewiton, also known as Ultra Girl. We hear about her friendship with Courtney Love, her escapades with ayahuasca, and dating. That's pretty much sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So, what more could you want? All right. Little fun fact. Our theme song has a David Bowie sample. It also has a nod to the It's Gary Shandling show. Now, when I recorded this about eight months ago, both of those people were alive. Now they're dead. The only one living in that theme song is me. Should I record a new song? Sample some other people? See if they die? Email thegaryhour at gmail.com with names. All right, this was a fun, fun, fun episode with me, Matt Kaplan, and Sarah Lewitton. Yeah! We're in a, we're in a Jewish bubble in New York where it doesn't seem... Yeah, a Jewish bubble. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't seem that bad here in this day and age. What is this Jewish bubble? There's a lot of Jews What's here. What's inside the bubble? We're... A menorah. <laughs> Lighting it on fire. <laughs> I'm, I was actually raised uh, modern Orthodox and um, Sephardic, and so it's like an interesting kind of. We're, we're like we're considered like the Hispanics of. Well, we are actually the Hispanics of the uh, Jews. Mm-hmm. So we're very colorful and 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 curvy and um and I still keep kosher. I go home every Friday for Shabbat. And you do? Like, yeah. Oh, so you're into it? Yeah, I'm totally into it. Are you religious? I mean, I don't know what religious means necessarily. Do you pray to God? Do you believe in a God? I do believe in God. Okay. Yeah. Do you pray to the God? I pray to the universe. To the universe? Yes, which is God. Okay. In my mind. I have, well, so, okay. So when I did, so we were talking earlier about ayahuasca. And so I started doing ayahuasca in December. It took me three times before it actually worked. And so the first time, which I'll refer to, which, the third time, which I'll refer to as the first time. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that was the first time it actually exactly. did Okay. Um, I, uh, you know, when you when you do ayahuasca, like you're led through this like maze um, by these things called machine elves. They're called uh, someone coined the frame machine the phrase machine elves, and so like you're led through this like tunnel by these elves that are like teaching you something. This is where you did it. The place yeah. you did it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
This is all in my mind, by the way. There weren't really they weren't, anyone no, there. No, I mean, there were people there, but they weren't <laughs> doing shit. Um, so, yes. So, was this all a hallucination? Is yeah, that- complete hallucination. So, you're okay. led through, like, this thing by the machine elves, and, like, they teach you about things, and then they finally brought me in front of ayahuasca, the ayahuasca spirit. Mm-hmm. And I said to the ayahuasca spirit, are you God? And she laughed at me, and she goes, uh, no, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm everything. I'm everything that you can imagine. I am. I am. What you think? What people are taught is God is the disciplinarian, and so that is. And so, like she goes, God is the father. What do you mean? What do you think this uh, hallucination meant by the disciplinarian? I think that like human humanity needs like a teacher, and like humanity needs someone to like give them rules. Yes. and so that's what I think that God is is like God is like the uh, opportunity for the universe to give rules to people because otherwise we don't have them. What do you think would happen if we didn't have any rules? Uh, I mean, I and you think, mean you mean personal rules, legal rules? I think just like rules of conduct in society, like the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and also just an uh, ability to believe in like something bigger, mm-hmm. and the ability to have like a, a, a learning and teachings and stuff like that. So you know, I think that the the test the Old Testament and and the Bible and whatever has like some really good lessons in there. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to, you know, the same way you might learn about the civil war, you might learn about, uh, Martin Luther King. It kind of exists in a way that you learn those things so you don't repeat them. Or so if you do have to repeat them, you know what went wrong in the first place. You just said old Testament, which has some crazy stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, people got creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the Jewish Bible is yeah. the, the old Testament. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Old Testament has some real bad stuff in there that, I mean, of course, if you're going to cherry pick the good stuff, you can do that. Like I did with Purim, mm-hmm. my favorite holiday. Um, so do you believe the book? You Do you believe the Old Testament literally? Is that no, I mean, I think I, I think the same way that people read Harry Potter is the same way people should look at the Old Testament and the Torah and the Bible and all right. that stuff. It is what it is. You know, it's like. I don't know, maybe you believe to some degree that something like in your mind that Harry Potter exists. I don't know. I've never read Harry Potter, but like, <laughs> you know, like you learn something from it. But that would be blasphemous to a lot of people because you're basically, because to most people, the Old Testament and the New Testament is w- the word of God. It's oh, a I whole thought you book. said it'd be blasphemous uh, to it, some people it, that haven't read Harry Potter. No, but, but I was thinking <laughs> the same thing because for some people it is the same thing. If yeah. you talk negatively about Harry Potter, forget about it. You're out of their life. Yeah. It's crazy. I've no, I mean, I don't think I've, I've seen the movies. I don't really understand what's going on in them. I'm not I'm usually big... stoned while I watch them. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big uh, fantasy person, which is why I don't really get into the Bible either. Yeah, I like, uh, oh, well, yeah, if you don't like fantasy, then that's, that is what it is. But I mean, I like sci-fi. Like my, one of my favorite shows is Battlestar Galactica. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I guess that's kind of like a fantasy sci-fi thing too. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I real I think about, uh, a lot of Jewish people is they like the culture of being Jewish mm-hmm. and the customs and the traditions yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to the actual religion and God, it's not like a big part of it. Yeah. You know, funny thing. My mom one time was like, do you believe in God? And I was like, yeah, she, and she was just like really shocked by that. But yeah. there's so many coincidences that happen in my life that shouldn't. I am like the definition of the drunkard's walk, which is like someone walking down the street accidentally stumbles into something and it becomes something that changes 
their life forever. Like, for example? Um, let me think. Oh, there's so <laughs> many examples. Something, a big defining moment in your life that has, you know, that you drunkenly walked done. into. <laughs> oh my God. There's okay. So when I was, <clears throat> when I was 18, I, uh, was an intern for, uh, this website called abc.com and it was like, you know, for ABC television. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was not registered in college yet. It was the end of my senior year of high school and I needed, I wanted to have a, an internship and, um, and didn't know what to do. Uh, cause abc.com couldn't take me for my, my, in, couldn't continue my internship since I wasn't enrolled in school and I had to have like a college credit, whatever. So I go on AOL and this is like back in the day when you could type in like certain keywords in the AOL member directory and mm -hmm. like something comes up and like people's, uh, uh, profiles come up. Right. So I, uh, typed in music journalist, New York city. Cause I was like, I don't know, kind of want to be a music journalist, I think. Yeah. And found this person named Mark Spitz and, mm -hmm. um, messaged him saying, hi, my name's Sarah. I want to be your intern. And it just so happened that he, uh, was in the right mood at that very moment where he replied and said, let's talk, you know? And that was it. And that moment changed my life. Well, why would you call that a drunken walk though? Because that seems like you were looking for a particular thing. You emailed a particular person and then that. It literally took three minutes. That's so. the beauty of email. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like 19. Well, this was 1998 also. Right. So this was like way back in the day. And he was like, what is this? Yeah, Electronic was, message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not necessarily the drunkard's walk, but I mean, also I'm, I, I've been drunk too many times to know where I've drunkenly walked into. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> so I went to, uh, <laughs> I was, when I was about 21 years old, I was friends with this guy named Chris Kelly and he took me to a holiday party and I you know, at the time I really enjoyed getting drinks and uh, drinking mm -hmm. and I balanced a wine glass on my head and turned around and like met this guy that eventually, and he like was startled by me having a wine glass balanced on my head that we started chatting and he became my business partner um, from our, for a record label and all this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's always a good conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> so that was literally a drunkard's walk. <laughs> that is literal, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, I think that Judy is, just to get back to that, uh, Jews seem to have a lot of atheists for a religion. Because yeah. <laughs> you could be Jewish without believing in God. Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's something to identify with. It's some sort of bigger thing to hook your line onto, mm -hmm. which I think people need. Yeah. You know, people don't want to be this lone floating bubble. They want to hook their hook onto something larger than them to feel like they belong and connect with something. And I think Jews might be a little unique in the situation where they do it more as a culture mm -hmm. than a religion. Yeah. Yeah. You could be culturally Jewish, but religiously not. Right. Yeah. I think it's the best of both worlds. Whereas like yeah. if you're a Christian, if you're a raised Christian, you almost have to like denounce your religion. Yeah. Unless people assume that you're religious still. Yeah, it almost seems like for a lot of religions, like you have to follow their word of God or you're kicked out. Right. Yeah. No, you just in Judaism, you just have to listen to your parents, really. Yeah. And they <laughs> say the prayers and they don't know what the hell they're saying. And they don't even believe it if they knew yeah. what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, in any case, that's so 
I guess I, you know, it's I, I met this guy recently. His name is Christian, and mm. um, his mom is and, he a Jew? Yes, really. Yes, actually, yes. So his name is Christian, and his uh, his mom and dad converted ages ago, mm. before he was born, and um, <clears throat> they became super crazy. Like uh, Christians or whatever, decided to name their their son Christian, and, wow. and they moved to uh, Jerusalem to, I guess, be Christians, like super Christians. They and, sound so confused, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like super Christians in Jerusalem. Why would they move to Israel of all places? Because that's like the birthplace of Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. So, in any case, yeah, he's a full Jew, full Jew named Christian. Yeah. 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 So, and but and so when I when I was talking to him, he's like, "Oh, I'm a hundred percent Jewish," but this is like despite the fact that he's been raised Christian his whole life, mm-hmm. and his name is Christian. Well, that's cool that you identify with the religion and the culture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you say that that's like a, a part of you? I people told me that uh, the defining factor, the defining uh, facts about me that they know is yeah. that I'm Jewish and from Tenafly, New Jersey. Uh huh. Yeah. These are the things that... Yeah, an Egyptian, yeah. Yeah, I read that on your Wikipedia page is uh, pretty informative. I feel like it's really poor written, but poorly written, but I can't change it. I'm not a good enough source, apparently. I've tried. The Wikipedia <laughs> Nazis. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're very stringent, these Wikipedia people. I hate the grammar. The grammar's on, on it's terrible. Like, it goes, like, it, it, there's no fluidness to it there's no flow who are these wikipedians that are more qualified than you who have lived this life i know i know and i'm like there's things there that are kind of true but like it's not that they're not true but they're like a little bit factually incorrect that i'd like to fix Mm, we're going to clear that up today (laughs) yeah (laughs) that'd be great that would be good so the three things you identify two or three things i guess three that i'm egyptian Egyptian, i'm jewish and and i'm from tenafly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you grew up in Tenafly, New Jersey. That's correct. Yeah. What, what is uh? What are the defining characteristics of Tenafly? I like that name. <laughs> well, Tenaf- sounds like a Sugar Ray song or something. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Tenafly is like about ten minutes from uh, Washington Heights, mm-hmm. so I, it was really easy for me to come into the city every day after school, which mm-hmm. I would do. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I was interning in the city, so I'd hop on a bus. Yeah, you got your start really early. Yeah. Like really you got long. involved in stuff as a teenager. I did terribly in school. That's because why. you're you're already writing. Yeah. And you're writing for a subsidiary of AOL? Yeah. Well, it was abc.coms or like before it was there was .coms. Everyone had like an AOL portal on um, AOL. So ABC had an AOL portal and they mm-hmm. had a, a spot for like teens and children. And mm-hmm. so I was writing for them. How, now, how did you start writing as a teenager for them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was really into computers i was really into the internet and so i'd always go to the computer labs at school mm-hmm. and one of my teachers was like oh i have a friend that works at aol or works at abc's uh aol portal and i was like i want her email address so i can become her intern and so she gave me that and that's how it happened so you're kind of you're you're a kind of a go-getter from the very yeah, beginning yeah yeah um, well also because my i did really poorly in school like i failed so many classes and my parents were they just said 
you have to figure out your life. And the only way you're going to do it is if you get some internships. So you better get some internships. And so I yeah. did. I've always been a solid uh, C student in school. <laughs> but I don't think it was because I was dumb. I think it was just because I was bored. Yeah, yeah. And you don't seem like a dumb person at all. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, I think some would beg to differ, but. You've yeah. got some time to prove me wrong. <laughs> Yeah. When I'm hungover or haven't slept enough, I really, everything goes right over my head. That's most people. I think if if that's not the case, then you're a true alcoholic. If you can (laughs) completely function. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. But why do you think you didn't do great in school? Oh, uh, I wasn't, no one wanted to give me Adderall, (laughs) you know, had I had any, and also I was like, didn't learn. I couldn't learn the same way as other people. And it was hard to pay attention. Yeah. I mean, I, it was hard. I, someone actually randomly messaged me on Facebook yesterday or the day before and was like, I remember you from geometry class. And I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you used to be funny and you were the teacher's favorite student, even though you were so bad in class. Mm, good and I was sign. Like, oh, that's really nice to remember. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. definitely think everyone learns differently. Yeah. But it's just categories. Either you're, you know, you're a good student, you're a bad student. You know, if you have a certain intelligence level that's too high or too low, let's say, they'll split you up. But then there's that huge middle part of students, which most are, that are just lumped together. Yeah. And we all learn completely differently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, had we been able to have like the, if we had computers when I was in high school, the way that we do now, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would have been killing it, but. How yeah. so? Why? What would you have been doing? Different? I just the way that I read the, and like the things like when I'll read something and like find interest in a certain thing, I'll c- continue. I will just study the hell out of things. A couple years ago, so like in two thousand nine. Okay, this is weird. All right. <laughs> so two thousand nine, I contributed a playlist for Nylon. Ma- uh, Nylon magazine did a music book, and so I contributed a playlist for them, and it had some you know pretty great songs, and. Uh, randomly one day I logged onto my MySpace page and I got this long ass letter from Courtney Love. Like, wow. And I am thinking to myself, I've waited like 15 years for this t- moment to happen. I couldn't believe it. I just like stood up from my desk and I was like, oh my God, guys, Courtney Love emailed me. Well, how, did, how did she find you? Well, she found you through MySpace, but why is she contacting <clears throat> you? So she contacted me because she saw the playlist that I wrote for Nylon Magazine, for uh-huh. Nylon's book, and really liked the songs that I had uh, chosen. Was there any of her music in there? There was a whole song, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to, I think it was um, Olympia. Oh, no, uh, who? No, Olympia. I can't remember which song I had. It would have been funny if there wasn't and she was emailing you to... <laughs> <laughs> berate you for not having one yeah no there was definitely like a whole song there was a nirvana song there was an echo in the bunny men song but she liked the list of she had a a story for every song that i had selected essentially yeah so she wrote me this long ass letter and she asked me to come hang out with her Uh and i was just like i didn't know what to do i was like shaking was the letter broken up into paragraphs no it was like long one was it just one run on sentence yeah essentially right (laughs) yeah but it was like mind i could not believe it i honestly like i was shaking was it well written it was very intelligent intelligent, yeah it was it was well written in if you could i (laughs) i actually had to send it to a girlfriend of mine uh, Stephanie, who 
was able to decipher some of yeah, the she jumble. put she put the um the punctuation where it needed to be because i was like i don't know what the, it, like, i i get that there's meat here but i don't know where it is right it's like all these ideas just regurgitated yeah. out without any sort of editing and semblance exactly exactly yeah. so she took the letter that courtney wrote me which was about two thousand words mm-hmm. um and then put punctuation there for me so anyway, so I started hanging out with Courtney in 2009. Uh-huh. And it first of all, the first time that I hung out with her, she invited me to go to her hotel room at um, the Mercer Hotel. So I show up at the Mercer Hotel and... Wait, wait, what year is this? This My, is 2009. Okay, 2009. Mind you, so like in 1995 is when I got uh, Live Through This, which was the like second whole album and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. So I walk into her... A hotel room and she's got like piles of paper everywhere very neatly organized and she's got this big suite and she's got this uh handler with her i guess it was um francis bean's nanny or something mm-hmm. and uh they're at a computer and they're looking at this stuff like about quantum physics and so you know i i at the time i didn't know what quantum physics was so I went over and we just started watching video after video about quantum physics. Five minutes later, she's naked, mind you. And she's like trying on clothes. And I'm like, okay, this just happened. Like Courtney Love is now completely naked. Is it just you two in the room? No, and it's the me, her, and uh, and the Manny. Yeah. Okay. Um, Manny or Nanny? It was a Manny. A, well, oh. a male Nanny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that, that kind of changes the dynamic a little yeah. bit. since. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but in any case that was happening and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, um, do you, do you want to put on a dress or something? <laughs> I, like just so, I was so overwhelmed. Do you think she was uh, doing it to put on a show for you or to um, freak you out, to shock you? I think it was just like complete, uh, on like lack of awareness, maybe mm-hmm. like, I think she was just like in the middle of trying on clothes and then just like forgot Mm-hmm. To, oh my stomach just growled to um to put on the next outfit or something you yeah. know because she got really caught up in like showing me these quantum physics things anyway so uh we we've <laughs> lesson one when i let go of the dress it falls to the ground <laughs> basically <laughs> gravity so uh so our friendship continued for a couple weeks mm-hmm. for maybe we hung out almost every day for uh, about a month or two wow yeah and um and she do you was, feel like you got to know her personally or do you feel like she was performing for you the whole time no i got to know her pretty well yeah yeah we it was a very interesting relationship we would watch nirvana videos together on youtube why would she she would want to do that yeah she was like just showing me them things that she, she still missed kurt a lot mm-hmm. you know and then she's like showing me i guess she was working on a movie about kurt and we were looking at videos of like guys, like actors that maybe be would be able to play him. Anyway. Oh, that must be so heavy. Imagine trying to cast your dead husband. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's... it was a little bit heartbreaking. It was a bit heartbreaking. But, you know, she was so fucking nice and so sweet and like so hyper intelligent. Like one of like she has like a photographic memory. Like mm-hmm. I could tell her something and I didn't think she was paying attention. And she'd be like, so how's your boyfriend, David? You know, and I'm like, whoa, hey, uh, he's, he's OK. Um, so you'd remember stuff you told her. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you because I, I, you know, she's like ultra successful and famous yeah. and I've hung out with people that are famous before and sometimes it's like yeah we're hanging out but you're a little bit above like there's like not an equal it's not like hanging out with a friend sometimes Mm -hmm. you feel like 
they're in a, their own world. It's hard to totally connect. Yeah, there was um, there was definitely that a bit. There yeah, was. yeah. I mean, yeah. because at the end of the day, I still really re- had lots of reverence towards her, you know, because she was she was the reason I there there's there's so many aspects of I think my personality that I think I adopted from her at a young age at like when I was a teenager that applied to how I am now mm-hmm. um that so when I when I started hanging out with her it was you know there was that element of like com- this this was like probably one of the people that I respected the most on this planet you know type of right. thing right so uh, I'm sorry she saw your list and then just said this is going to be my new friend yeah yeah yeah. Why do you think that did she see something in you that was that she saw in herself when she was younger? I don't know. What is I'm, it? I think it seems random. I mean, it's great. I but. know it's totally random. I think one of her, her, I think her manager at the time maybe um, told her that he that I that he could put us in touch, or I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm really not quite sure. I didn't really get to the bottom of it. I didn't. I almost didn't want to know. I was just so excited. You know. Was she yeah. looking for press, like for no, you I think as she was just a, a journalist for, or? No, I think she was just looking for someone f- interest. I don't want to say interesting, but someone new to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she you probably know? just wanted a cool girl to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but do you feel like she wanted to hang out with you like you can be like, um, you know, like her accoutrement or something? I think to some degree she wanted to feel plugged in to mm-hmm. like the oh. New York music scene. And right, because so you're younger, maybe, more hip, yeah. connected. I, and I was like really, really deep into the whole New York music scene where like I could walk down like Orchard Street and like know everybody and like know exactly what bands were playing and who who managed what bands, who did this, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I think she wanted to be kind of involved in that. Mm. But in mm. any case, going back to the learning aspects, yeah. so she got me really into quantum physics. Mm-hmm. Really really into quantum physics and it, it actually started off with quantum mechanics that's what we were looking at at the computer but i got really into quantum physics suddenly i was reading so many books about quantum physics i was like looking at videos i was watching videos watching like uh ted talks watching you know harvard talks like all, anything that i could, or sorry mit talks like anything yeah. that i could take in i was doing so i could you know talk to somebody and have a very intelligent, well thought of conversation with somebody about quantum physics, which right. is something I should not be able to do. <laughs> and right now I can't, you know, like I've lost that information. You forgot it, yeah. Yeah, because it was so long ago, but at the t- but that's like how I, that's in my mind how I learn is like by watching videos, by like looking at a computer screen, clicking links, and just like, even just looking at a computer screen is a much different way that I absorb information than looking at a book. You you absorb it more when it's on a computer. You think? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Something about a book makes me fall asleep. I don't know why, mm. but I could read easily on a like. I'll sit Do there and read maybe for like hours. associate it with being forced to learn in ways you weren't comfortable with growing up. No, I think a computer screen just is bright. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it keeps me awake. It's got right. those. It's got those Fair rays. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why it's ruining a lot of people's sleep because they look at their phone or the mm-hmm. screen mm. and then they don't sleep as well. I sleep about like four hours a night. You do? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, why? What are you doing before bed? I mean, I'm texting. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm on Raya. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what Raya is. I just heard about this. Did yeah. I spell that? R-A-Y-A. It's a dating app. Yes. For oh. celebrities. Well, people what? in the entertainment industry. And yes. for, right. Yeah. yeah. Who qualifies? I, I mean. You have to pay for it. Yeah, you do pay for yeah. it, ten dollars a month, but you also have to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Raya, 
and um, which is really fun for me. Is it the same as uh, like Tinder or Bumble? You just swipe? Yeah, you just swipe. Okay. So and same exact thing, but just for people in the entertainment industry. Yes, exactly. So you guys are better than us. <laughs> <laughs> nope i don't and my friends are like how did you get on so and then so uh i you have to be sponsored by courtney love yeah. <laughs> or at least learn quantum physics from her <laughs> yeah. um so anyway so i'm on raya and mm -hmm. a lot of the guys that are on raya are in um are in la mm -hmm. so a lot of times like when i'm chatting with them it's like 10 o'clock their time but it's like pretty late my time or yeah. it's, it's like it, or they get drunk and it's 1 1 a.m their time and so it's like you know they're like you up or you're like it's four in the morning <laughs> like i am now okay <laughs> yeah so i talk to a lot of dudes that way and then I, there's like this other guy in england that i'm talking to and so like i wake up early so i could chat with him so it's like it kind of like the four hour block is like is is used up so i can recharge between these like hours of talking to la and london okay so wait, why would you bother because you don't live in la or london yeah i go to la like once a month mm -hmm. for a few days and so okay so you're chatting with them because you might actually see them in i person. have i mean there's some guys out there that i like i met on raya that are there a lot of people that you recognize yeah actually yeah so um i'm not going to name names but i have an interesting story for all you right. all Tell right us, you'll be the first raya story <laughs> yay so in 2009 i went to go see um a comedian and uh and her opening act was this guy and i was just like ah oh my God, that guy's so hot. Uh -huh. And this was 2009. So this is like deep in my Courtney love, my ex-boyfriend David days. You know, I was like in love at the time, but I saw this dude and I was like, ooh, I want him. We'll call him. Wait, you were in love with someone else and you saw this other dude on opening? Opening. And I was like, I, I, I like that guy. Yeah. I want to touch him. So, <laughs> so then years, uh, like a, about a year or so later, I was walking down the street and I see this guy walking down the street and I'm like, oh my God, it's that act. It's that comedian. And it wasn't, uh -huh. it was this other guy who it turned out lived in my building and I was in love at first sight again. And cause I fall in love like all the time. And <laughs> but you thought he was the comedian. I thought he was the comedian. Okay. So anyway, so me and this guy, like I saw this guy and I was like excited to find out that he lived in my building. I, you know, was completely in love with him. And, uh, like a year or two later, he and I started dating and we dated for about two and a half, three years. Hmm. While he lived in the same building? He lived down the hall. And so um, about a year and a half or two years after we started dating, he moved his stuff down from apartment 3F to 3A. Uh -huh. And we moved in together and then we broke up shortly after because I couldn't take it anymore. And then he lost his apartment in 3F? Yeah, unfortunately he lost it. Yeah, yeah. So we we were extremely compatible until we weren't. And then until you it. moved in together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until I wanted to get married and have kids. And he was like, well, I didn't sign up for this. And I was like, I don't know. My family wants me to do it. I don't know what I want. I don't even know. And That's like, what society says I'm supposed to yeah, do now. I'm supposed to do this. So mm -hmm. anyway, it's too bad because it seems like a perfect setup. He lives at the apartment yeah. next door to you. Like, that's perfect. You have your own spaces and you live pretty much together. Yeah, I know. We we were stupid, but we wanted to save money. And that was like such a dumb thing for us to do. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's okay. <clears throat> so anyway, we broke up in like, I don't know, October 2014. No, December 2014, something like that. He ended up moving out in January 2015. But our thing went on, it like dragged on for about a year. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> Trying to end it? Like, I was when i say dragged on like 
I was still hopelessly in love with him. Like, and we'd still hang out like once a week, twice a week. And like, I'd try to convince him to sleep with me and like, whatever. So, um, I was like hopelessly in love and it was part of why I started doing ayahuasca because I was like, I need to like stop being in love with John. So, um, we, uh, is this connecting to the Raya story? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm sorry. It's a long way. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway. So we hang out one night and, uh, you and John, me and John, your ex, my ex, yes. we hang out and it was like the day after David Bowie died. So mm-hmm. this is like a very couple recent. months. Yeah. Very yeah. recent. So, uh, we go out and he tells me, uh, you know, I'm back together with the girl that I started dating after you who Courtney Love. No, it was Courtney. It was this other really, really sweet girl. Who's like just such a nice person. Mm -hmm. Like I've met her. She's like a really nice person and I have like nothing terrible to say about her. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's like, I'm back together with her. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks for me because she's a nice person and I don't want to like fuck with this. And so I'm going to back off. The next day I woke up in the middle of the night, like hyperventilating, like I'm going to die alone. Oh, my God. Uh-huh, you know? yeah. And I like pull out my phone and I go into Raya and I'm like looking at it. And I the, like the first profile that came up was that comedian. Wow. Yeah. And I right swiped it and then he right swiped me back and then uh-huh. we started talking. And he's like, no, I'm not the comedian. I'm your new neighbor on 3F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. And anyway, so, uh, so he and I started talking and, um, and we hit it off amazingly. And like, we had this like little whirlwind romance that kind of just fizzled out, mm-hmm. but, um, well not fizzled. Out. Yeah. Kind of fizzled out. But, um, he's like out in LA and, um, that's tough to make work because you live in New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and also he's got complications going on in his life. He's a fucking awesome dude, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's his name? I can't say. I really, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like probably one of my favorite people that I've met in a very, very long time. Favorite and, people or favorite comedians? No, I don't know a lot of comedians. Okay. And so I'm for, he's just do you like, like his comedy. I do. I love his comedy. Uh-huh. He's super LA fucking comedian? funny. Yeah. And like, can you tell one of his jokes? Was, I can't tell any of his jokes. Like, yeah. Who was the opening for when you saw him? I can't say. You know, <laughs> give it away. So, do you, do you use like regular person pedestrian dating apps and Ugh. sites, or, or you just like stop it? I'm I did. Curious. I did. I used. Um, I liked. I hate Tinder. I find Tinder to be really awful because, like, Tinder, you get these like cheesy ass. <laughs> Sorry, I don't bottom feeding move. guys. They're like, like terrible. What are they posing with tigers on Basi- hoods of always, No, it's always some dude in Thailand with the fucking drugged up tiger that he's sitting next to. You yeah, know? what? I, what is that? I don't know, but like, I would say ninety percent of the profiles on Tinder are that way. Uh huh. And so, and then it's them with like a girl to show that like what their value is because that's what you learn on like the pickup artist, and then. It's oh, just, they po- they pose with a, an attractive girl, so yeah. their perceived value is higher. Exactly. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then they are always like in some sort of, I mean, not like, I don't care what you do for work, but it's just like, there's no spark in their profiles a lot of the time. There's uh-huh. been a couple, like there's been one or two dudes that I've hooked up with from Tinder, but I mean, it's like been a complete hookup. What would be a spark in their profile? What would that look like? Music. The the kind of music they like. Yeah, music mm-hmm. that they like and then like something funny. You mm-hmm. know, I don't date comedians, but they're, I do like a funny guy. Sure. Yeah. Why? Because so, um, you like I'm to Jewish. laugh? I like to laugh. I'm like... <laughs> do you like the indoors and the outdoors? 
<laughs> well, it's so funny that Matt and I were talking about this. You see this on profiles. Like, I like to laugh. I like the indoors and the outdoors. I like to go on hikes. I like yeah. to see movies. Like, who the hell doesn't? What the fuck is a hike? Yeah, I mean... It's a walk, right? (laughs) It's a walk with trees. Uh, Yeah. It's a schlep is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's too many subways to get there. Um, And I'm on Happen as well, which I really liked, actually. Um, Happen was fun. Happen is location-based, so it's like Mm -hmm. anyone that you've crossed paths with. And uh, I find the guys on there to be interesting a lot of times. And, and all of this is sucking up your time, not allowing you to sleep. So you need to get a boyfriend, be in a relationship, and then you'll be able to sleep again. Basically, yeah. So when you were in the relationship, did you take yourself off of all these dating apps? Actually, I got on the dating apps while I was still in the relationship because I'm very curious about humanity and how like people work. Yeah. And so I got on all these different dating apps like while I was still in a relationship with John. Um, my neighbor and uh and so he and i would just like sit on our app and i got i put him on an app as well because i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) and (laughs) that's how he met his current girlfriend (laughs) no (laughs) um and uh and so i he would sit there and like swipe all these dudes for me oh there's like j swipe too i forgot that one i was on j swipe that was fun that should be your main one i you know i dj'd the j swipe party uh last year and i thought i was gonna like leave with like a hundred dudes and i left with none in in a case like that are people actually talking to each other or just seeing someone and then trying to find them on the app and swipe i thought that they would be like trying to find people on the app but no they were like chatting with each other because like before going i just right swiped every single person thinking like okay so one of these people that is attending this party are is gonna find me right you were upset that people were actually talking to each other and not just on their phones not on their phones being (laughs) like oh my god the dj's on the fucking app right right you know (laughs) i'll swipe right maybe i'll message with her later even though she's right in front of me they probably (laughs) assume that the dj must be a chick so there's no way that, (laughs) that, that the dj could be a jew yeah right i don't no, I think I had like a big star of David on me or no, some that, shit. That, that might have done it then. Um, that, but, that was your flavor flav clock. This yeah. Is a big star David. <laughs> I actually like went up to some guy and I was like, hi, my name's Sarah. I'm going to be DJing later. You're really cute. Here's my card. And wow. nothing. He never hit me back up. I was mm-hmm. so sad. He was think super he was cute. In- intimidated or? Maybe. I don't know. Like Maybe he didn't, was, wasn't into short Jewish and, and girls. Do you find, because Gary and I talk about this as well, and I'm always trying to figure out the line between being forward and feeling like a creep. So I feel like it's totally fine for a woman to say, hi, you're cute, here's Mm -hmm. my card. I feel like if I did that to a woman, I would be laughed Hmm. at. Yeah, you know, I've I've appro- I've done most I've done a lot of the approaching in in situations. So with my neighbor, the way that he and I finally did meet, which I had been trying to orchestrate for a while, um we ran into each other outside having a cigarette and like I never smoke, but mm-hmm. this situation we did and I tried, I was like just so overwhelmed because I looked like shit and like I had no makeup. I was just like really disheveled and blah, blah, blah. But then I like put my phone number on a business card and slid it underneath his door yeah, saying like, Hey, hit me up if you want to have some fun this weekend. Yeah. Matt, you, you can't, you can't equate men and women were different we're different. I mean, a woman, Mark Norman has this joke. A woman can come up to him and be like, oh, I want to tie you up and lock you in my bedroom. Really? And it'd be super hot. But, huh. if, but if a guy says that to a woman, it would be like, whoa, I'm you calling the police. You go to jail, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are those differences. So, yeah. I mean, what, what is a man to do? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't think a guy has ever picked me up. 
successfully at least mm -hmm. i don't think do you like to be the one kind of controlling the situation i think so yeah mm -hmm. yeah um when it's in person definitely like, is it a turn off if a guy comes up to you and says hey yeah i think there's something wrong with them I'm really? like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why because they like you yeah i have like really weird esteem issues um so i like totally think that there's like something wrong with them if they like come up to me and try to pick me up i'm like okay I, there's nobody else at this bar for you to like hit on like is that it like do i seem like the lowest swinging fruit that like you can reach or maybe it's because you are a very goal-oriented person maybe you like like a male you like the thrill of the chase i do like the thrill of the chase mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's crazy my friends always like make fun of me for that yeah i get well, bored very fast and then once they're like oh yeah you're very attractive i'm into it you're just like nah yeah no you i know stupid man yeah that's happened many times before in relationships where a guy's like i'm really at like you know i'm in love with you and i'm like oh, you're so sweet <laughs> <laughs> you're like a brother to me yeah <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna work um but yeah and like another boy that i dated for a while the way we met was at a party and i just like he had bottle service and i sat down and i like helped myself to a drink and he's like you're stealing my drinks and i just like turned over to him and i just started making out with him like no sorry nothing I just, yeah and he was just like Ugh. all right now see if a guy does that that's like a sexual molestation yeah. okay yeah, yeah exactly. you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. We're, we're different different yeah. things going on right. i was also the dj at the party so i like had doubled points on that one <laughs> <laughs> and he, he went for it huh yeah, he was super stoked. And then he asked for my phone number. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Our business is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we dated for like four months and stuff. He was like going to convert to Judaism and move from Chicago to New York for me. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot much. of responsibility on your part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to take him in, move him into 3A. And yeah, then exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you're on all these apps. Yeah. All right. And they each kind of have their own sort of... Uh, process and feel right yeah or different, there's different kind of men on all these apps yeah i mean like obviously with raya there's like the entertainment based men and then um with happen it's like a lot like because i live downtown i work in soho mm -hmm. um there's like a lot of like creative types on there and then my ex-boyfriend john he and i were still like very good friends and so i'd go to hang out with him in brooklyn a lot so there'd be a lot of, and so i'd be swiping from there and there'd right. be a lot of guys from there <laughs> um <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, and, but then Tinder, I just don't even have on my phone. J swipe. I was just like, eh, that seems too committal. If I find a Jew that I like, I'm forced to marry them. And so right. like, nah. does J swipe cost money? I forget. Cause J date does. Oh no. J swipe doesn't cost money. Huh. Yeah. yeah but it. they got purchased by J swipe. I think, I mean, by J date, I could be wrong. Hmm. But. I think they got sued. They got sued and then purchased. I oh, think. really? Okay. Because yeah. yeah. they weren't allowed to use the J. Yeah. Yes. J date owned the letter. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Something silly. That's why the people hate the Jews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Bumble? You're on Bumble too? I was on Bumble. Yeah. I went on like one or two dates from Bumble. Because that, that seems like up your alley because you have to make the first move. Yeah. Mm. But then I was just like, I don't know. I, I, it made me feel really insecure for some reason. I don't know why. So you only like making the first move when it's unexpected. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Um, yeah. I think I went on like one or two dates on Bumble and I was like, nah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the dudes are super fucking hot on there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, who's got the best caliber? Well, Raya, uh -huh. you know, um, has the best like looking dudes, I think, uh, or caliber. Uh, then Bumble has like super hot dudes mm -hmm. as well. And then Happen and then J Swipe. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Tinder's just bottom feeding yeah, at this I'm point. I'm not even 
No. So what, what do you look for in a profile? Uh, like I said, music. So the thing I like about Raya is everyone's profile has a song on it. Uh-huh. So this, they have to pick one song to represent themselves. Yeah, as a whole human. Yeah, it's yeah. Impossible. So mine. What's is, your song? Um, Rubber Ring by The Smiths. But okay. before it was like um, O Fortuna from Carmina Burana, like uh-huh. that super dramatic song. Um, and then uh, it was also Laid by James at one point, and mm-hmm. then um, another time. It was um, Goodbye Horses. Okay, this reminds me of something that I read in your Wikipedia. Okay, good. Let's hear it. Do you know what I'm going to ask you? Okay. In your Wikipedia, it says that you made out with a member of the Smiths. Someone added it? Someone added it? Yes, I'm so excited. You made out with a member of the Smiths in... While a Smith song was playing. Yes, I, I no, didn't even I check my know. Wikipedia to see if anyone added it. We're going to play this song, okay? This is the song, right? Now let's go back. Was it Morrissey? No. Mm. Did you make out with Morrissey while he was I singing wish. the song? I wish. Who was the, which member of the Smiths was it? <clears throat> let's set the mood. Okay. Where are you? The song is playing. We're at a club. I forgot the name of the club. It was the last day of the club. I'm putting on, I put on this song. Andy Rourke is setting up for the next set uh-huh. and I turn around and Mike Joyce is there and he's ready to dance. Which and one is he? Mike Joyce was the drummer. The drummer. Yes. So these drums are playing. These yes. actual drums. And we're bouncing around. Yeah. And then he grabs my face in pure excitement and just starts making out with me. Not No hello. No hello. Just pounding those drums. Boom. Straight forward. Forward. Grabs my face. My poor older brother Lawrence is about five or six feet away watching all this go down. And he's like super overprotective and sees it. And is just like, I think his, he dropped his drink. Does <laughs> <laughs> hearing this song put you in that moment? I mean, I mean, I was so many boys to this song. <laughs> <laughs> Does hearing this song just get you wet? <laughs> I mean... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the chair is dripping right well, now. But I could say, like, I it wasn't like that. It was more of a, um, I was so No, thrilled. what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where it's, like, so unexpected. And, yes. like, I, it was, like, I suddenly understood what it was like to be a boy when I approached them and start making out, where it's, like, this is unexpected. It's not awful, but it's not, like, what I was planning on doing tonight um and also my brother was like staring at us and was just like wanting to kill mike joyce um and so what happened so you're all flustered from that song i know i know (laughs) so i like push him off and uh I can't believe someone updated my Wikipedia. I'm going to cry. It's so happy. Oh, just admit it was you. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't even know who did it. So I pushed him off and I was like, hey, yeah. Mike, it's so nice to meet you. And whatever. So then I'm like trying to pack up and then Andy Rourke starts playing this song and I'm like, another song. And I'm like dancing and bopping around. And then Mike grabs me again, goes in to kiss me. But I'm just like, I'm not really feeling this. Like, I don't really like the way he kisses or something. I can't remember. I was like, whatever. I start walking backwards and I trip over a step. I go like start falling backwards. I grab him for like dear life. So Uh I would stop falling. But instead I like, he falls right on top of me. And he's so, like, whoa, she wants it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like everything goes black because I hit my head on a step. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. 
uh, come to and like Mike Joyce is like on fucking top of me and I'm like, dude. And he's like, I just wanted to give you a kiss. He's like, I, I'm like, but you're bleeding out of the back of your head. Yeah. And I'm like, you gave me a concussion instead. And that was it. And then I packed up and my brother's like, do I punch him? <laughs> like he's one of my childhood heroes. Do I punch him? I'm like, no, just leave it. Leave it. You were almost a girlfriend in a coma. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, is that a oh Smith God, song? That's yeah, so good. Smith's callback. Yay. Matt gets nice. a bonus point. He should be on Raya just for right that. Right swipe. Joke. Yeah, can, does that get me on Raya now? I just right swiped you. Yeah. There you right. go, Matt. Yeah. So, yeah, that. So, of the dating apps, it's definitely Raya's my favorite. And, like, yeah. So, I, having, yeah, I have a Smith song on there, and I, I'm like wearing a Smith's t shirt in one of my photos, and that's definitely like brought a bit of attention, uh, which I didn't expect. Yeah. You know, there's like a ton of fucking gorgeous models and actresses on there and stuff like that. On Raya? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you see women and men as you're swiping? Um, well, no, I, uh, I have my preferences. I'm straight, so I mm. have my preferences set for Not men. Not a little bi? No, I mean, like, I think that I'm, uh, I appreciate women. I, like, have made out with a, a few when I was younger. You're about to say a lot. <laughs> well, I made out a lot with a few. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the uh, I hate vaginas. Mm -hmm. I think boobs are pretty. I've never really touched anyone's other than my own. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I like I have a hard time with my gender identity too. So it's like a weird thing. But because of your personality, yeah. Like I don't think of myself as a girl necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think of myself as like a girl boy, like sort of thing it's weird i don't know like i'm i don't think of like because i think when people think of girls like yeah maybe my personality is just not very feminine and my mom's always kind of struggled with the fact that i'm not a very feminine girl i don't care about it a lot well of stuff. what does like, femininity mean well <clears throat> i mean i guess like i'm not delicate i'm like very uh i'm i'm very abrasive i'm very like forceful i like to make the first move mm -hmm. i'm like you know but this this sounds like stuff that maybe your mom has just made you think because you uh, until you said that you didn't you come off completely like a girl. I'm like a Jew in disguise, you know, in the same way I'm a girl in disguise. Yeah, no, you're you're both. You're completely very much both. Thank, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that it sounds like this is your this is your mom's issue, not yours. Well, also don't I mean, tell her what's going on with her life. <laughs> no, I mean I think also like a lot of friends, like a lot of people will say, no, you're like one of the guys. Right. Because when it comes to my like sensibility, I'm just like, I don't think like a girl or how people maybe perceive girls to think because um, I'm fucking batshit as well. But I I don't know, like I'm, I in, growing up, I had no boobs. I had no I had no figure. So I was always like the little brother type. Um, I was always hanging around with boys who didn't see me as a girl. Well, I think the definition of a woman and femininity is constantly changing yeah for right? sure yeah yeah i it mean once is. women started to be granted an education and stuff <laughs> like yeah things are going to change in our culture yeah yeah i definitely like i'm but you know like i i'm when it comes to sexuality i'm very forward which is like a very like not it's not a typical girl thing, I guess. I mean, it's interesting that you came in on the same day as Christina Hutchinson because, you yeah. know, their podcast and, you know, the show Girls, like yeah. uh, the culture is constantly changing. And it is. It is. That's yeah. one of the things that's changing in Bumble. I mean, who would ever thought that'd be an app where a woman had to make the first move? I mean, it seems like it's an app made for me, but I like to make the first move in person. So maybe not. So, when yeah. it's not expected. Yes, exactly. Right. 
Um, but yeah, and also like I just I you know I've postponed the idea of like having a kid is like becoming more and more like scary to me, and mm-hmm. it's like the idea of marriage. Like I don't want to have a big wedding. I mean that's not. I mean not necessarily. Guys want those things too, but. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of like this, all these like old school standard yeah. tropes of being a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the fact that I didn't grow boobs or hips or anything until like I was probably about 21, mm-hmm. 20 was part of it too. Like I just didn't look like a woman. You blossomed so. a little late. relatively, yeah, Super late. Like I, I didn't get my period till I was like 16, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was that part, part of thing, you know, like, and I didn't get boobs until I was 18. Mm hmm. I was like, what the fuck are those? They Which just means all... they'll probably last longer. Yeah, right? I mean, they look fucking they, great. So yeah, they, started, they started later. You'll have them looking good later. Yeah, yeah. I, for, for a person my age, they, they look pretty good. So I'm they're, they're holding in there? Yeah, they're holding up. Yeah. yeah. How it's, did Courtney Love's look? They look great, but she yeah. had boob jobs. So, uh, you know. right. She did, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I've seen her. She, she, she was topless in uh, Larry Flint. Larry Flint, too, right? Yeah, I think she had a boob job since then. Mm. They're pretty fucking good. Oh, and she had a sick body. Her mm. body was dope. So but, good. But she had fine breasts. Well, yeah, I think she just wanted to... Uh, like firm them up? Yeah, firm them up and lift them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not against the whole lift. I think a lift is good too. Right, a lift is different than like silicone implants. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a lift just like, bloop. It's like a facelift for the chest. Yeah, I think I would do that. I think okay. I would get a lift when I'm 40 or something. Yeah. Back over your shoulders. Yeah. I got it. All right. Yeah, that's... I wasn't aware that was an option. Yeah. Now you know you can get a I'm lift. I'm going to get it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen some guys like really like 80 year old men in spas where they're naked and their ball sack drips down to the floor. Ugh. It's like real. Ugh. Yeah. It's really scary. Maybe yeah. they can get a ball sack lift. I don't know. Is that an, can you get that? Can I guys hope get so. That? Me too. Seems unnecessary. I don't know. That seems like a, a joy of old age. That you just <laughs> just your, your nuts like, you know, brushing the swinging. floor. Yeah. They were like three feet off the ground. Sounds just like, great. Oof. I can't wait. I decided I wanted to start dating younger men. And so like now you just like solidify that. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to start dating younger men? Because older men are fucking damaged. Damaged by yeah. old relationships. Yeah, like and the, all life. the relationships through their life, they get damaged, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like they've already decided what kind of person they want to be. I want to form a person. You want to form them. Yeah. <laughs> you want to work. You want to. You want to like a, a little canvas that you could paint and make. Yeah, your own? I want Play-Doh. You know, <laughs> like I have this girlfriend of mine. She's dating this guy thirteen years younger than her, maybe fifteen years younger than her, and I'm like, oh, yo, maybe you're a genius. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, mm, maybe. But what about the immaturity? I mean, there's a lot of men that are mature. So when I was about uh, when I was younger, I was dating a lot of older men, and like. You know, the oldest guy, I think, was maybe 15 years older than me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you when you dated someone 15 years mm, older? 27. Okay. So he was, let's do the math, 42? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember. Maybe he was 40 when I was 27 or 28. No, mm-hmm. I was 28. He was 40. Okay. So different different times of life, different yeah. phases. Yeah. How was that? Was it difficult? I mean, it was difficult because he was so fucking damaged. So by mm. that point, um, but he... Yeah, so he like grew up in the sixties and seven. He grew up in the seventies, and like he also grew up in like Baltimore as like a black guy who passed as white, and like he grew up where like the Wire 
takes place. Right. And so he had all those other other yeah. issues, cultural stuff, yeah. not just relationship damage. Yeah. Um, well, no, all, abandoned by his Jewish mother when he was two years old and raised. Even if in, he didn't tell me this guy's age, I'd be like, woof, what a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he had already had like this cultural problem and like, I mean, God bless him. He's one of my best friends and like he's my emergency contact after my brother. Um, so <laughs> love you, David. Um, so he... But, you know, he was he had his damages. Yeah. And then, like, I, I've subsequently dated, like, guys of all different ages. But then, like, I find, like, the older they are, the more relationships have fucked them over. And also, just, like, the more women they've slept with, so which is not a problem. I have no problem if you've, like, banged a thousand women. Mm-hmm. However, it's like it becomes a drug in a way where they want to continue having all these different people and they're like all these different experiences and the, it, nothing, nothing ever is satisfying. Yeah. This is all suddenly I'm like doing the Christina, like Hutchinson podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you, can you describe to us what damaged older man looks like? Like, how does that get exemplified? <clears throat> uh, they don't want to get married or have kids and they constantly think there's something else out there. And so, oh, wow. yeah. And so, there's always one foot out the door. Everybody that I've dated has always had, with very few exceptions, has, have always had one foot out the door. Now, is this mainly in New York? Because I feel like that it is... It might be a New York thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a New York thing because yeah. there's just so much here. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot. I mean, in all fairness, I've probably had one, I've definitely had one foot out the door the whole time. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, also, I mean, New York, there's so many people with that and all the different apps. And it seems like there's a new app every day. It hardly makes sense to choose one person because. Yeah. Yeah. There is an option out the window. Like definitely downloading the apps when I was with my ex-boyfriend, John, was probably not helpful. (laughs) Right. Because then he's like, whoa, look at all these other beautiful women. And I was like, look at all these beautiful men. Right. Yeah. Other people in this room, uh, besides this room, like the Smiths, too. Yeah, exactly. I can date outside of this relationship. Well, also, like, if you're in a small town and there's just less options, I kind of think people are happier with the less options. Mm. Yeah. Definitely, like, my boyfriend that lived in the Midwest was, like, totally down to, like, just get married and have kids, which Mm -hmm. scared me away as well. So So you want something, but then it sounds like when it happens, you don't I think he just wasn't the right person to, though. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't funny enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I think... The relationships that I had when I was younger, mm-hmm. the guys wanted to have, like, they wanted to get married and have kids when I was younger. Like, that was when I was, like, in my mid to early 20s because they still idealized what life would be like. They hadn't experienced their whole life. Like, they hadn't experienced 35, 40 years being single-ish. Right. You know? And so they didn't know that they could just perpetuate that over and over and over mm-hmm. again yeah. and, like, relive that cycle and, like, get that high all all the time is it a high or is it just life experience it's a high and life experience like mm-hmm. i get a fucking high every time i go and like i'm been on like short-term boyfriend zone for the past year so yeah mm. what's been your longest with uh john uh three huh. years john was two and a half but that was a lot of off and on because i was going through a lot um, i think new york is a hard place to keep a relationship yeah. Brandon, my first boyfriend, was the longest. He mm-hmm. was two and a half solid years. 
Was that here in New York? Yeah. And we started dating when I was about, we were both about 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, we eventually broke up because at one point he called me, he was a musician and he was on tour and he called me from tour and he goes, what's our deal? And I said, what do you mean? What's our deal? And the fact like, that you're asking right, yeah, <laughs> tells like, us the, the deal. <laughs> and I said, well, what, I don't know what you mean. He's like, are we ever going to get married? And I was like, I no, we're not. Oh yeah. And he said, why not? I'm like, well, you're not Jewish. And also like, I just don't think that you're the one that I'm going to marry. And he said, then why are we together? And I said, well, we're having a great time. I figured we'll stay together for another five years and then figure it out from there. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. very uh, mature. Yeah, but that he he was like, well, I don't want to be in this relationship then if it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, okay. He got back from tour. Was and his was, penis circumcised? Yeah, yeah, no, it he was. was yeah, okay. it was totally cut. It was very important. <laughs> but you know, I he just I, at the time marrying a Jew was very important to me. Now it's become more important to my family than it is. Well, to if, me. His, if his penis was circumcised, can he just convert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he no could. one would ever know. He, well, the last name was Riley, so... Oh, that's got to yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reichman could be the new name. But um, so, yeah, but also just like it wasn't the right match, you know? Like there was something wrong that like I adored the fuck out of him. You know, mm-hmm. like he was such a sweetheart. And then I was like, let's have an open relationship and figure out what we want to do from there. Right. And so we did, and then he um, he met someone else, and now they're married, and with they have two beautiful children, and I fucking love his wife. I think she's uh, incredible, and the three of us text each other all the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I send gifts to their kids. Well, there's something there's something true to what you said about molding someone. Mm. You know why you think you're into younger guys now? Yeah, I think when people get together that young, it sometimes works because they mold each other and yeah. they form into the perfect union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, like this girl I work with, she had, she and her boyfriend have been together since high school, and they're just like so happy. They're like one unit, the two of them. I mean, either it can go either way. Either they're like totally codependent, yeah, and heart, like no individuality, yeah, or they've like learned to figure it out together. Well, I'm a unique case then because I'm a complete individual who's completely codependent. <laughs> what do you? Who are you, con- you? You get codependent in yeah, a relationship. I, in a relationship, I become super codependent. How so? Like you just want you know you need their attention all the time. All the fucking time. Are you all like, the time? It, but you don't seem insecure. I'm completely insecure, and I need a lot of attention. Really? Yeah. You yeah. get insecure? Oh my god, I'm like insecure right now. I need your attention. I need your like approval. <laughs> all, we're here for you. <laughs> you. You are our guest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but is it a jealousy thing? No, it's not jealous. Well, I mean, like I get jealous if they're paying attention to a wall instead of me. You know, like uh, so when I talk to Matt, it, like really infuriates you. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Let's make her mad, Matt. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you think about today's guest so far? <laughs> I think she's getting jealous every I think second so. I look at. You. <laughs> <You're touching me>. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just like i get really like i'm super fucking insecure and i get really needy and like i need a lot of attention and Did, that's part of like why i'm like on all these different apps talking to all these dudes like it sounds like a drug for you oh it's a hundred percent a drug yeah, yeah like constantly Do, and you enter a new relationship and this comes out immediately do guys sometimes be like oh they get the slow down freak woman. the fuck out okay. yeah like oh, i i have other things going on in my life and i'm like i will be your life <laughs> 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 like today i was talking to that british guy and i was like where are you why aren't you responding to me and he's like 
uh, he's like, I'm really busy. And I'm like, no, I really need you to talk to me, right? <laughs> uh, so you're demanding and insecure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might not be circumcised. No, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Jewish? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So he works out, accepted by the family. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's circumcised. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Actually. I think men are freaked out, not by your neediness, but like if, if you know, if I date someone that's was texting me a lot. And yeah. I'm just like, all right, this person could go crazy on me. Yeah, no, I know. It's totally not. So thankfully, um, that's why I date multiple people at once now. I've mm-hmm. learned. So. Have you gone, Spread quote, out. unquote, crazy on a guy? Oh, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, but poor David Matthews. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, poor <laughs> Wait, John Dave, Cohen. Dave poor Matthews? Brian. <laughs> not that, da- not that <laughs> Dave Matthews. Oh, poor Brandon Riley. Poor every dude that I've ever dated. Like, <laughs> well, what does it look like? I mean, you don't, like, stalk them at their apartment i don't know maybe really (laughs) well okay so show up at their gigs on or something no i don't do that Uh um but i do i don't think so uh one time someone accused someone of sending a spy and i was like i don't have time to send a spy you're like i would just do it myself (laughs) exactly i'm like i'm good enough to do it by myself (laughs) um no but like there's been times where i've just you know emailed the girl that the the guys left me for cheated on me with or like you know i've done crazy girlfriend things totally Mm -hmm. fucking crazy girlfriend things um i've you know i i'm working on my insecurity i'm working on my starve my desire for love and attention that's part of why i do ayahuasca now Mm -hmm. is like to kind of like find what is missing and and figure it out and like stop getting like the need for attention but i'm being like i'm getting trained you know like i feel like i'm like if i let a person know right off the bat like listen i require a lot of attention Mm -hmm. i'm very needy or it's not necessarily that i'm needy but i'm like i need attention and i'm super insecure so if you know that right off the bat and you're willing to play like play along like just like know to put me in my place have you gotten to a place in a relationship where you felt totally solid and secure. Yeah. And then I was bored. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I feel solid and secure, it's when I'm bored and I want to get out. You never got to that place of just ease. I did. Yeah. When I was with like John, my ex, I was just like the neighbor. I was, there was times where he and I would just be like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Like Uh we're good. We're good. And then I would be like, hold up. I don't understand what this is like because my parents had a very they're still together god i don't know why um but they fight they fought every day of my life so in my mind there needs to be a fight every single day there is some sort of truth to that i do think a relationship can't get too comfortable Mm -hmm. like if everything is just all nicey nice yeah everything goes flaccid yeah the whole thing loses its everything i mean there has to be a specific word to use but yeah like (laughs) everything just goes (laughs) yeah i mean it's got to be like some sort of i'm gonna say conflict or some sort of spark some sort of friction or there has to be a friction that lights the fire yeah or projects you know like Mm -hmm. i think that's why people have kids it's like it becomes their new project Mm -hmm. and so like that is like what the fire and that's excitement and that's friction you know it's like a stimulus yeah yeah and and the relationship that i had with john we didn't have that when we were at our best you know we didn't have a kid we didn't have like a project we were working on together necessarily like we were just whatever and it got to the point where like you know i didn't mind if he pooped with the door open you know Uh like all right wasn't that kind of the beginning of the end though yeah (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. It seems easy enough to close the door. I mean, there'd be times where I was in the shower and he'd be like, I need to use the bathroom. And mm-hmm. just like, while I'm in the shower, I'm like, hey, great. Does that kind of kill the sexuality, the sexiness of it? It actually didn't, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But but at the time, like, also, like, I was just like so in love with him. I didn't care. I was just like, we're experiencing our life together. Yeah. You know, but then looking back at it, I'm like, well, maybe that was a sign of the end. <laughs> right. Because it is kind of like a roommate bro thing to do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so you're working on this. I am working on it. I'm working really hard on it, trying mm-hmm. to like <sighs> reel myself in. Mm-hmm. And like now that the, the spring is coming and the uh, you know, the seasons are coming, I'm able to focus on other and shit. You know what? It's true. What? We're older now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get better. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we change. Yeah, we do We're change. Different. We do develop. We change. I'm yeah. working on it. At some point It'll have to come to pass. But like, you know, if I date younger guys, maybe they'll just think that this is how women are. Oh, God. <laughs> You're ruining it for them. <laughs> I really hope that like all the dudes I date and I'm dating, like I want them to hear this because I want them to feel like, oh, she gave me a shout out. But at the same time, I don't want them. I want them to like, you're just, all special. I just want to let you all know you, that. You You're just set feminism back a whole decade at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All these men are going to be like, whoa, what's the deal with women? <laughs> Sorry, girls, <laughs> ladies, women. <laughs> Sorry. So you're working on this yeah. by going doing, to do ayahuasca. Doing the ayahuasca yes. ceremonies? Yes. Um, so I'm, are you going in with that intention? Like, this is what I want to work on? Uh, yeah. Well, initially my first thing that I, the first thing I wanted to work on was getting over John. Like that was the first thing I wanted to do. Um, and that worked and Mm -hmm. it was great. Do you consider ayahuasca a drug? I consider it a medicine. Okay. Yes. Um, and so, because the effects on me have been way better than any medicine I've taken. So I do consider it a medicine. How about a drug? (laughs) Has it been better than a drug? I mean, I think a drug kind of makes me lazy, Uh except for, well, I mean, Adderall made me super like wired, what? Yeah, you know, which is effective. Mm-hmm. But people call uh, Adderall a medicine, you know. Right. If, if you have a, I mean, it's basically an upper. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, cocaine is a drug. Yeah. But has the same effect. Mm-hmm. Pot is uh, is a drug, but mm-hmm. has a very similar effect to some for some as antidepressants. Is the difference between just a drug and a medicine whether it's legal? I think so, but yeah. you know, I. I I approach ayahuasca as a medicine because that's how I was introduced to it Right, was as a medicine Mm -hmm. and that it's a process. So the first thing I wanted to take care of was my, uh, the idea that I was, I needed to stop being in love with my ex-boyfriend, John. I needed to like let go and move on. And that fucking work like gangbusters. The ayahuasca works for that. Unreal. How so? Do you purge something? Um, So one of the things that happened was the initial time when I went through the tunnel by the machine elves, they brought me into this room and I, and they put my head down on this pillow. Like this is all in my head. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the most comfortable I've ever felt in my life. Like this is heaven. I was so happy. And I was like, Oh, I want someone here with me. And they're like, you can have anybody you want in the world here with you. Anybody, you know, dead or alive. And I was like, wow. I want John. And they're Lennon? like, Lennon. No, my ex-boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. I would have loved John I am Lennon wearing, personally. <laughs> although I am wearing a John Lennon t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I want John. And uh, and like, you can't have him. He's not here. 
And I'm like, but that's who I want. They're like, nope, you can't have him. And so it became like this long struggle with me and the machine elves trying to like convince them to let me have John. And they're like, we're going to erase his memory from your brain. We're going to erase his face, try to imagine him. And I couldn't. And this then, is all in the hallucination. Yeah. And then I saw like a Connect Four game in front of me. And they're like, um, uh, here are all your memories. And then, you know, with Connect Four, you hit the slide at the bottom and all the pieces come out. And they're like, this is what happened. And like, you're, we're going to get rid of all the memories. And so they hit the, the thing at the bottom and all the memories came out. And I like cried hysterically and was just like, Noah, please let me keep them. Like, please. Like, I was like begging. And then I went through some other things, including like uh, my father, who's still alive, had like a cardiac arrest and aneurysm. And I was in the room when it happened. And so I experienced his death. His like, you know, he got resuscitated, but I experienced his death. Then I experienced the birth of my nephew as my nephew, who was named after my father. It was all fucking crazy. Wow. But it felt super intense. Did you know at the time that you were having an hallucination? Yeah, 100%. You did. Okay. It when, wasn't real. It felt real. Okay. Can I tell you, dying felt like the biggest relief on earth. I of course. It was, I, I, the moment that I died as my father, I was like, oh my God, I no longer have to disappoint anybody ever mm -hmm. again. And it felt so fucking good. And then this, like in a blink of an eye, I was my nephew being born. And the first thought in my mind was, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. I I'm was back so, again. Yeah. Like I have to, I have to disappoint these motherfuckers again. <laughs> Shit. So I was so bummed. It is interesting that those are both males. Going yeah. To, yeah. Um, it's all that all male energy. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I, uh, that, so I got rid of John that way, you know, like I purged him completely from my mind and like we hung out and like had a really nice time. And like, ever since we've, hung out a bunch of times and like I he can tell that I'm no longer trying to hold on and I can tell that I'm no longer trying to hold on and when we hang out it feels like completely natural feels mm -hmm. great um then when I went back for another time it was uh I got to see myself through the eyes of other people and it was like a really great and wonderful experience and it was uh you know I got to see myself through my parents eyes, and I got to see myself through like the eyes of friends and you know people that I know and that felt really good. It like was a real good, um, it just, it, it gave me a new perspective on who I was. I had, you, you know, it gave me esteem that I didn't have before. This is, this is similar to other ayahuasca stories I've heard. It's oh, like, yeah? yeah, it's like something is purging and releasing. Yeah. Yeah. And just being sorted out. Yeah. It, it's been awesome. I mean, and so, uh, so basically like my, my challenge with going into ayahuasca the next time that I go is to uh, let go of the desire for attention and like the, the need for love and to know that I am loved. I love myself. And like, that's first and foremost is to love myself. And then secondly, to understand that someone could still love me, even if they're not paying attention to me. Mm -hmm. Having a very, very overbearing mother made it really hard to know that. <laughs> Yeah, that's the recipe for a performer. You have a over-loving mother mm -hmm. and a father you can never please. So you, that's yes. so you have the confidence to get on stage, yeah. and you also have the desire to get the approval of the audience because you never got it from your father. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. classic. Yeah, super classic. Oh, classic, Sarah. That's why you're a public figure. <laughs> that's why I like make myself public. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need you need the adoration. Yeah. Yeah. I think my pinned tweet right now is I just want you to 
love me or something like that. But everyone wants to be loved. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Not everyone has the courage to voice it like you do. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's part of it. You just got to face your fears or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. have you guys ever done ayahuasca? No. No? Um, no, I'm I'm definitely getting curious though. I mean, if you guys want to go, we should go together like in April or something. Really? Yeah. Okay. My guy's in Greenpoint. It's like real, f yeah. I will almost probably definitely take you up on that. Yeah, thing. please. Yeah. I, that's how I met Mike Kaplan, mm -hmm. um, whom is like so fucking friendly, you know, so sweet. Yeah. And uh, like, a, he's like a shot of espresso. You know? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly is. He's, Do you know Kevin Allison as well? No. Okay, he's he's done the podcast. He's uh did it as well. Same oh, spot. yeah. Huh. Um, why haven't you guys done it yet? <laughs> I mean, it's for me. It's mostly I just heard about it recently over the last few months doing the podcast. You're mm -hmm. a third guest that have has talked about it, so it's just brand new to me. So I've been, yeah, you know, learning I, about it. Yeah. Um, I think. My my biggest concern, and I don't remember that I, I think I asked Mike this question, is like, my worry would be, you're having this beautiful spiritual awakening, let's say, mm -hmm. and going through stuff, but you're also around others that you may or may not like, and I'm worried that I'll be distracted too much by people I'm around that I don't like. Everyone's in their mind, though, at yeah. the time. Like, you, like, the only person, typically, that you experience in the room <clears throat> is the shaman. Mm -hmm. otherwise well, if you don't like the shaman i mean then you don't go to that shaman anymore yeah. you kind of have to release judgments yeah, yeah. you can't I've, you can't go in judging I, I, I guess i would try but i'm the kind of person who can be like everything's great but there's this one jerk on the train or in a movie theater that's ruining it for me I and think instead to, of me just being like forget about that guy i'm so distracted by that you can't not feel it yeah like if you take the ayahuasca, like there's just no, there's nothing like it's there. There's no opportunity for you to be like, I don't like the person sitting next to me. It just doesn't exist because right. there's like you are so fucked beyond belief. It sounds like ecstasy. Like you take ecstasy and you're yeah. going to have a good time. Right. I've had terrible times on ecstasy. I hate ecstasy. Really? Yeah. Hey, oh, God. Because it always makes me feel like shit the next day. Well, yeah, the next day. But and like it, while you're on it, it's like, oh, I'm happy. I, but you're cashing in all your happy chips from the next yeah, day. For the next four months. Yeah, that's the it's a rough hangover. Yeah, I like shrooms. But so, I mean, I think with ayahuasca, it's like, if you're, it's like almost like getting pushed off the ledge of a building. Like if you get pushed off a ledge, no matter how much you flap your wings, your arms you're yeah. not going to fly away you're going to fall mm -hmm. and it's like that's how ayahuasca is like no matter how much you think you're going to like flap your wings or be distracted by somebody else in the room it's not going to happen you're just going to fall right mm -hmm. all those feelings you're feeling about other people in the room they might just turn to love and yeah. acceptance Ugh. <laughs> Gross. You, you've done acid before you know how it is you know uh, oh that's that's a tricky one when but was I the last time you did acid probably, i mean probably the last time i did mushrooms was maybe five, six, seven years ago, acid or whatever that right. was being called acid 10 years ago. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I've never done acid before. Yeah. What was like the craziest thing you saw? I mean, I've had like outer body experiences or like not know who I am or be yeah. just completely confused and, you know. Yeah. Um, the cra craziest thing I saw was a, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of Gary and ours that this was in our, our freshman year of college. He just totally 
was disassociated from everything. He didn't understand anything or know anything for a yeah. couple of hours. And I was crazy watching him go through that. Oh, I, I got that way yeah. on uh, mushrooms. I couldn't yeah. speak. I was on. But he didn't even, he would like ask questions. He's like, is there a such thing as sleep? <laughs> yeah. And oh, like that must first, have freaked I, you out, right? Yeah, I was like, you're fucking around, right? And he's like, what? You know, and then I realized like he was being serious. And I was like, yeah, this is such thing as sleep. It's like, I think I'm going to sleep now. I'm like, you're not going to be able to, but good luck. And it was just things like that wow. where he just was, didn't know anything in the world. Right. And then at some point he just snapped out of it. I mean, I think with like ayahuasca, the thing is like you are not to interact with other people. Mm. So there wouldn't be that thing where you're like, what the fuck is sleep? Because I had a very disassociative experience the last time I did it, which was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who am I? I don't know who I am. I thought I was a guy sitting next to me. I heard him say his name and I was like, my name's Tyler. Is it Tyler? Who's, what is my name? Like, I had no idea. It wasn't the most positive experience. It was just an experience. Um, but I'm really happy I didn't have to communicate with any other person. And if, I mean, you're not supposed to, but let's say, you know, you're sitting there and you start to, does the shaman be like, shh, shh, shh. He'll like, come up to you and be like, like, coach you out of just talking the, the best thing to do is just stay in your own world yeah, that's exactly that you can get the most out yeah, of it. you're not there's no way for you to talk to anybody else yeah. really yeah except for the shaman or helper because you can't speak languages or basically just, i mean it's just like it doesn't even exist right you're you just know? completely in your own hallucination exactly. is, there, is there sort of like a, a come down or is it just like you snap right out of it like, there's a come down yeah so yeah. at that point you can talk to each other and yeah. just kind of enjoy the yeah the bits of the high still which is how i met mike um was mm-hmm. like during the come down times like so basically the shaman like comes over and like blows frankincense on you or some shit like that like he does some sort of sealing ceremony to each person and then sings one more song and he's like all right that concludes our ceremony um we will bring out fruits and and water and tea if you want and so then everyone gets together in the center of the room and they start eating fruits and whatever and and they come down from the experience. How long did the whole thing last? So you go in at 8.30. Typically, it doesn't start until about 9, 9.30. And then it ends at around, like, I will stay till 5. But mm-hmm. people leave it around 1 or 2. Okay. Yeah. So less than yeah. mushrooms. And that, that, that's at night you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Why can't you do it during the day? It needs to be dark. I don't know. I think they just people like to do it during it night. I don't know. I have no idea. But... Um, I do like to, I like to stay as late as possible. I'm like typically one of the last people to go just cause like there's all this free food in the middle of the room. Why wouldn't I stay and eat it? <laughs> Plus easing yourself back. Like if having yeah. to walk out into the cold city must be kind of harsh. Yeah. Cause I, I went, I started doing it in December and so it's still been fairly cold since mm-hmm. I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, the first time I did it, I'm not going to name names, but the first time I did it, I walked into this loft in, in the Lower East Side open the door and there was the guitarist of one of my favorite bands sitting Mm -hmm. there ready to go. And I was like, fuck. That's going to ruin your experience. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work on me the first time. It had nothing to do with him. He was playing a Smith song. (laughs) (laughs) It had nothing to do with him, but I was just like, oh, hey, I love you, but I can't 
find myself puking next to you. I'm sorry. And he's like, dude, I don't, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm a rock star. People have always puked on me. <laughs> People puke on me. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm glad you're working on this. It sounds like you know your issues and you're yeah. working on them. Yeah, I know my issues. I, I feel like we need sure. to do a part two now to see where this <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. See how you are. We yeah. should do like a part two after we all go do ayahuasca together. All right. Yes. <laughs> we'll just bring the mics. Podcast outing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Sounds fun. All right. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's Thank been you. so much fun. I feel like it was a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best. <laughs>